welcome to the Let's Talk Normal podcast. My name is Eilish and I am joined here by none other than Leah Morgan, creative director of her own company who hails from Limerick. Well, Leah, welcome. Hi, Eilish. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. It's all very exciting. Thank you so much for even agreeing to come on. I'm absolutely delighted that our paths have crossed once again <laughs> I know I know um because we met in Irish college back in the day I don't even know what age we were were we like 16 15 oh, 14 yeah. or something we were 14 16, I'd say was it before or after junior cert I think it was after junior cert I think it was after junior cert just before I think I was might have been in fourth year or something like that but I was about 15 16 I'd say yeah oh I'll always remember um there was actually one thing I said I'd save it for the podcast to tell you but I remember um I've, I have some vivid memory of like the two of us sitting down in like um I don't know like the GA pitch or something in Dingle and or like beside where the the hall was and um I think I don't know what we were chatting about we were chatting about names or something like that and I think you you were like your name's cool, Leah. Like Leah Morgan. That sounds like a brand name or something. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. And I remember that. And I don't know why, but I remember even anytime, like, Joe and I've like been like, oh, should I name my business something else? But I've always been like, no, I'll keep it my name. And I don't know, is it because of that? It's really weird, isn't it? That's yeah. hilarious. I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah, I know, but you know, there's a certain weird things that like stick out in like life. That was one of the things. I remember you like, it sounds like a really cool, like brand name. And um, I was like, oh, okay. Business coaching from the age of 15. It was already there. I know. <laughs> I know. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. And um, and Joe, so I would remember like we were with a group of people and you're like, isn't it like a brand name to everyone? And they were just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took it to heart anyway. Well, yes, uh, that is so funny. Well, to yeah. be fair, though, you have such a strong name. Like, it's such a memorable name. I, I agree with myself from when I was <laughs> Your past self, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's gas now that we're, we've kind of come full circle, probably like, oh my God, I don't even know how many years ago that was. Probably oh, no, like... And also, I think it's good to share share what you sent me in the DMs over the weekend. Or was not in the Yeah. I came, so I had a chat with Ailish, um, like last week, just about doing the podcast and that night or the next day, my Facebook memories popped up, which I don't even go on Facebook anymore. Only like, do you know, I get notifications that I have memories and there was a photo of me and you at like rag week in UL, I think like 10, was that, was it 10 years ago? It was 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Oh my God. I feel so old. <laughs> when you sent it to yeah. me, oh my God. But how weird though that it was like literally like 11 yeah. years ago to like that day like so and then we just talked very strange it, yeah. was, it was so strange yeah I remember it because yeah. I was in second year in UCC and there was a girl going up to Limerick for rag week and I was like oh I was like geez I'd love to go to UL rag week and we went it was it was the 20 2011 rag week we went for yeah Oh my god, it was Karen. Oh, you have a better memory than me. I was like, oh god, look, there's me with Aish. I couldn't even like remember. It's just mad. I remember we are now. I actually remember that meeting. And I remember I remember we were we were obviously having gone, we had gone to a party, but kind of we had kind of sobered up towards the evening. And you were completely sober. I think you had like 
I think you so had a lecture or something. I don't know. There was something anyway. You you looked very sober. I was not. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> I hadn't seen you since Irish college. And I said, <laughs> oh my God. Like I actually lost the plot and I saw you. I remember it so well. Oh my God. Oh, that's and here we are chatting again. I know. <laughs> oh, listen. It's, so I know, it's crazy. Oh. I know it's crazy but anyway but here we are 11 years no even more like it's almost probably like Jesus almost probably like what 20 no not 20 years is it? from no. what Irish college Irish college no it's not 15, it's like 15 years 15 years <laughs> god when you said 20 there I was like oh my god no we're not far off 20 in fairness oh. So, listen, oh God, we'll have to do another podcast for the 20th. We oh, will, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, Leah, I love those trips down memory lane. Um, so this is obviously how we have crossed paths over the years and we've come to know one another. So, yeah. of course, even in your introduction, you are now a creative director. And I'm sure yes. there are people listening now that are thinking, okay, like, how do I get there? Like, what has been your journey? to get there so start okay. where you were <laughs> well yeah so I suppose my yeah my journey is like a, a long enough one um and kind of a very it hasn't really been a straight path you could say um so yeah I was in UL and I studied music media and performance technology which was a bit of a, a random choice at the time but I enjoyed it we did a bit of everything um but during that time I really we did a kind of a few modules on film and I really got into film and I kind of specialized in that area and kind of video recording and all of that jazz it's even like now it's so dated looking back even like what we used to like learn how to do you know technology has advanced so much but um it was after graduation then I like most people didn't really know what I had doing so um my dad um and my uncle owned a business over in Dubai and they owned a hair salon and they were looking for someone to kind of take charge of like social media and marketing for them um social media I suppose was still at the time kind of relatively like new um you know Instagram was only kind of becoming a thing and Facebook was like where it was at (laughs) so um they just needed someone basically on the ground over there that could kind of look after that and um, kind of get the get the word out for the salon. So they offered me a job and I was like, yeah, okay, straight out of college. I was like 21. I was like, yeah, I'll go off to Dubai, no bother. So it went off um, for a year, um, just there over a year and loved it and learned loads like on the job. To be honest, I learned most of it just as I went. <laughs> I didn't really have any like, I, I kind of touched on some stuff in college, but for the most part, learned as I went and kind of put myself out there meeting, um, you know, big people over there, like influencers and things like that. And um, so, yeah, it was a really good experience and I learned a lot. Um, then I was like, because we're all like that I suppose at 21 well I was itchy feet I was like I don't want to work for my dad I want to go and explore the world so I had friends over in Austin in Texas and they were like come on over it's great so I was like okay so went and applied for the graduate visa in Austin um because I still kind of was within the time frame to do that so I went over 
kind of supposed to be for like two years I ended up only being there three months <laughs> because I kind of went to it no plan um had a few interviews but it just kind of you know was just bad timing so I kind of freelanced on and off while I was there um and started kind of just doing odd jobs here and there that I was kind of coming across on like um oh my god what the like craigslist and like all of this i was just doing like social media for random people i think i worked for like a life coach at one point um over there doing social media she was just yeah it was just it was all a bit mad um but then it was just kind of not feasible i ended up kind of working over there and like you know i got a job in like a hair salon again doing kind of i was doing kind of reception work but also doing like social media and stuff for them um again like all learning experience now like looking back on it but it just wasn't sustainable and i was like you know do i really want to spend two years here now working in like a salon when i could be kind of getting more experience because at the same time as i said i specialized in film um in college so i really wanted to like get into like video production and content creation and I just wasn't I was like okay I should probably go home and try and focus on that and it builds up a portfolio because it's quite important in the creative industry to have a portfolio before anyone will kind of look at you (laughs) so um yeah just chose then to go home and I I don't know was I just a bit naive (laughs) kind of at that age which I probably was where I was like oh I'd be able to get a job at home it'll be fine sure I couldn't get a job because I had no experience really in video production and like a lot of the jobs wanted portfolios and things like that um so after a while of like looking and failing to get a job um I started working for myself kind of full-time um back then doing video production video content um for kind of a lot of like local businesses um had no idea really what I was doing but I started off anyway and that's that's kind of what I was doing for a while um it was around 2015 when you just come back from Austin about 2015 yeah 2015 2016 there was a few months in between where I was just (laughs) probably um trying to figure out what I was what I was kind of meant to do um do you mind me asking no no go on do you mind me asking how did the two cities compare with one another, Dubai and Austin, like two very different worlds, I imagine? Yeah, they were really, really different. Um, like Dubai, as you know, <laughs> you have experience in Dubai. Um, it's very like fast paced, real, like especially at the time I was 21, it was really like party atmosphere. Like I was out all the time. I was just living my best life made loads of like really 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 close friends as well and like you know was seeing them like every day and um very like yeah it's almost like it's not almost like real life if that makes sense it's like it's almost like an adult almost like a playground I suppose for adults it's the way I well that's the way I I approach the city anyway um and then when I moved to Austin it was totally like night and day like totally different um is uh, I suppose the first thing I noticed was like how spread out it was um, in relation to Dubai. Like Dubai is quite compact and like you can get taxis everywhere. And, you know, I was just get like, it was very easy to kind of get around. And I suppose I just knew my, I had kind of settled into Dubai a bit. So kind of going to Austin was a bit of a culture shock because it was so spread out. Um, and like taxis were really expensive and I felt kind of, I suppose a bit more isolated over there. 
um, there wasn't as much of a an expat community, I suppose, over there as there would have been in Dubai. Like I was, because I had kind of gone into a hair salon environment, um, it was all like Irish girls, English girls, and you know, they all became my friends. And then I made friends through them. And it, I found in Dubai, it was very like, I suppose with the expat community, um, it was kind of a case of you meet someone and then you just get invited somewhere that you'd meet more yeah. people and it was very like yeah and it was very welcoming and like I, I met friends in like the randomest of places like so random I think when I first got there I met one of my really good friends um we were you know when you first get there and your visa you have to go like cross the border to get your visa stamp before you're yeah. before you have your um thing I met a girl on that we were doing like a visa run together <laughs> we became really good friends because we were stuck in a car at the same time because I think it was like a public holiday so there was miles of traffic and we were stuck in the car together for about 10 hours and we just became really good friends just so there's a lot more um opportunities I think yeah in Dubai um Austin was very I suppose there's a lot of like Americans from all over the world or all over the world, all over America that live there because Austin's, you know, a big city. Um, but there wasn't as many, I suppose, like European expats that I came across. Like there was a few, but not it would, the community wouldn't have been as welcoming or big. And that was just my experience because I'm sure there is and it, a big no, community over there too. It, it definitely resonates because I hear as well that like Texas is a real... Um, hub for entrepreneurs at the moment because of the low tax bracket and okay. um, there's loads of celebrities that are like relocating since the pandemic loads of celebrities are relocating to, to texas simply because of mm. the way they tax the rich um okay like even joe rogan well he relocated to texas there's so many of them like i think i wasn't rich at the time so <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was so poor. <laughs> it's me. I'm like, so were you having dinner with all the rich <laughs> Yeah, no, I can assure you I was not. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like out of the cities in Texas, was that kind of like the most liberal city? Because aren't there different? Yeah. Parts? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I was actually there around the time of all the... Um, the election chat so like Donald Trump wasn't president yet and it was the elections um so like I think he was against like Hillary Clinton at the time and it was it was just gas because anytime I'd get like a, an uber or anything it was like the main topic of conversation but like all of them most of them were like anti-Trump there um so yeah they were like a lot more liberal but then like the rest of Texas would have been very pro-Trump um, but it was a bit of a crazy place. Like I remember like I'd walk to the supermarket and on my walk, I'd pass like three gun shops. <laughs> gun shop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you could just walk in and buy a gun. Like it was so weird. Um, you know, so there was like weird, like cultural things like that, which were a bit funny. Um, but yeah, it was a cool place. Like would I be rushing back? Like probably no. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't miss it, if that makes sense. Like I'd miss Dubai more than I'd miss Austin. Um, Austin but at the same time I wasn't there for as long so and I suppose it's you you kind of get different experiences in both kind of you know it's all depending on what yeah you're yeah yeah exactly like my time there was like short but at the same time I feel like I still learned a lot because I suppose I it was there I kind of decided that you know I kind of I suppose made a choice to go home and 
focus on what I actually wanted rather than just kind of like sitting there for another two years and working a job that had no interest you know that I was just like why am I sitting here not learning anything um so like you know I kind of I suppose, made that decision there that I wasn't going to just settle for working a nine-to-five that you know yeah wasn't interesting or exciting <laughs> so talk us through then so you land back home after Austin and you have that settling in period and then <clears> yeah on your own yeah so when I first arrived back from Austin like I'd say for the first I say it was probably about six months where I kind of just didn't really know what to do I literally I went on the dole like and I was like I was so I remember being so mortified I was going on the dole like I was actually mortified I was like oh my god and I don't know why because now I'm just like yeah like it's there you know if people need it but I think to me I was like oh I'm like such a failure like I'm you know I was in Dubai and I think it was when I got home I was like the come down of what I had done and like had left Dubai I was like oh my god what have I done like because I was like I'm on the dole I'm living back with my mom and dad (laughs) I was just so like I say it was like a very like um that was probably like the most difficult I suppose period of my life now thinking back like I said from college like I remember that point just being like oh my god like what have I done um but yeah and then like that I've been trying to kind of get a job and like it wasn't really you know it was just kind of like I was just coming up against like a rock and a hard place the whole time so then that's when I was like okay look I'm just gonna have to do this myself and trying like build up a portfolio so I can my my sort of like goal was to work for myself for a while build up a portfolio and then apply and get a job somewhere like in Dublin or something like that that was kind of in my head um so yeah so I just started I I bought equipment I'm fairly sure I think my dad might have actually bought me like I definitely didn't buy it myself <laughs> thinking back I was broke I think my dad got me like a camera um like invested in it for me bought me like a canon um I still have it which is exciting um and Joe bought like some real basic equipment so like I had something to like start off and I remember I got a logo made oh god like looking back at the logo I'm like oh where's my <laughs> but um I registered my business and everything like, I literally just found out like I had no clue what I was doing like I just googled everything I was like okay how to register for business I was registered as like Leah Morgan Media at the time and I had um, a little illustration my logo was an illustration of me I had blonde hair at the time and it was me holding the camera <laughs> I think I've seen that you know is that in some of your yeah yeah you probably have yeah but in fairness I like I loved it at the time so it was great I had like my little business cards and yeah I just kind of literally I had no clue what I was doing because there at the time like Instagram as I said like it was only kind of becoming a thing no one was really using it for like it's you know I didn't really know any other freelancers like I had no clue like I didn't know any anyone that was doing it um I yeah I just kind of googled a few things and then started literally like cold emailing people like I remember I literally started a spreadsheet and I listed because in my head I was like oh I can only work for like really people in like Limerick like this is kind of general like when I started out I was like I just limited myself to Limerick I suppose didn't really dream any bigger (laughs) but um I had like a spreadsheet and I wrote down like loads of businesses like bars and restaurants you know people that I was like oh they could need video content and um I would just like scour their websites and stuff and see did they have anyone doing video and I would just literally like reach out that's what I was doing um and in fairness I actually got a few like I had I actually created some really nice stuff um during that time and then I kind of got a bit um you know obviously the more clients I got 
I was kind of getting more like recommendations and it was kind of by chance then I got a job for Inglot at the time and Inglot were like really big um you know, back in the day they were like the Muas <laughs> so um this is all like before that girl Kaylee Mua and like Ellie Kelly and stuff they were they were like kind of known but like not really known but they were doing like an Inglot road show and oh there was something on I think they had advertised it on their Facebook pages because everyone was still using Facebook and looking for a videographer and I was like hi I'm a videographer and anyway I got the gig and I got to like film their roadshow and then I, I filmed a good few bits for them um like store openings and stuff so that kind of like got me out there as well because then people saw I was working with Ingla and they're like the big the big thing at the time um so yeah like I kind of I did that for like Oh, I was doing that for probably like four years or so. And like I didn't ever think I'd be doing it that long. Like I genuinely thought, oh, this is only for a while now, you know. <laughs> but it kind of took legs. And during that time as well, I as well as like the commercial kind of work and the, the bread and butter, you could say, um, I started um directing my own stuff as well, kind of like for fun, I suppose. Um I started kind of making short documentaries um kind of about like I have a few different ones but m- mostly they're about they're kind of like I call them like uh portraits of uh different people and different organizations and things um so they're quite like intimate and um that kind of work and they then were screened a few of them were screened like in different festivals like internationally and in Ireland so wow. that was like that was an exciting time yeah um that is so cool yeah it was very cool um I love yeah they love working like, on them you're so nice <laughs> you're like yeah just like international festivals like sorry what <laughs> that's so nice yeah yeah so that was exciting um one of the films, Amy in particular, it was a film that I called, it was called Amy. It was actually my friend Amy, I did it on. And um, that was quite, that got into like, uh, that that kind of got into the most festivals. Um, and it was, yeah, just like a short documentary about her. She'd like, um, she had um, suffered with like um, body dysmorphia and things like that um, throughout her life. And she kind of had like a few kind of different struggles. And it was just basically like an eight minute, like short documentary, just her in her own words, like speaking about these things. Um, yeah. And that got into quite a few like different festivals as well. Um, and, and then I had another. Watch it. Yeah. On Vimeo. I'll send you the link. You can add it to the, the notes. No. <laughs> um, and there was another one I did, which was slightly longer. It was about half an hour long. And I did that with um, two other guys from Limerick. And it was about a local group in Limerick, um, a volunteer group called Limerick Suicide Watch. Um, and they patrol the rivers in Limerick. Um, Limerick is like one of the highest suicide rates in Ireland. Um, and they basically volunteer out of their own free time. And they, they basically... Are trained to um approach anyone that may be like suicidal on the bridge because it's very common more than you think in in, uh, in Limerick so I looked at it's kind of a portrait of like six volunteers um and sharing like their stories and like how it affects them and like why they got into it so um yeah it's kind of this was a different approach on showcasing what they do so yeah so that was my last one I did it's called it will rise with the moon so that's also in Vimeo I can 
send you a link. Oh my God, yeah, that sounds like a very powerful watch, Leah. Yeah, it was. And we actually did like a, a fundraiser, um, like a screening for them. That was actually one of the highlights of that time as well working. Um, we organized, I think it was actually this time about four years ago. So I was actually working somewhere else, but we organized a fundraiser um, screening for Living Through Side Watch. Um, and I had the mayor come. It was very exciting. <laughs> Yeah, the mayor of Limerick came. Um, a lot of people came. I think there was about like 200 people came and um, we raised money for them and had a screening um, in the Hunt Museum. So yeah, that was very exciting. That was like, yeah, a few years ago. So yeah, so it was like thinking back now, I was like, it was an exciting time at the same time. Like lots of stuff happened. So. Yeah, you like, it sounds like you really made things happen for sure. And like all the, mm. the organizations you got involved with and the businesses, like all really. Yeah big names you know and all worthy causes as well yeah no it was and I suppose at the time you know I kind of just learned as I went along I feel like I didn't I had no clue like going into it like what I was really doing but I suppose it's just like from like anything you kind of just like have to learn on the job a small bit and just kind of have a bit of faith in yourself (laughs) you know and like I obviously had like I was like my dad I suppose as a, a businessman as well so I'd always be kind of like asking him for advice and you know he was always very straight and blunt with me <laughs> so which I appreciated <laughs> you know so and no doubt yeah, so it's an influence on you you know oh 100% like yeah definitely like I say my parents hearts like they never let on to me but I say their hearts are broken for me because I was just like what do I do <laughs> but like they never um they never really pushed me to you know, they never turned around to me and were like, oh, you have to go get a nine to five now, Leah, or you have to go and do that. You know, like they were always very like supportive, even when I was like, <laughs> just sitting there being like, oh my God, what do I do? And like, I have no money. They'd be like, no, but look, you will. And like, I remember my mom always being like to me, because then I'd be kind of, you know, saying, oh God, I need to like invest in this new software or something or get my business card. And like, I barely any money to my name. Like, and then she'd be like, well, you have to spend money to make money, Leah. <laughs> so like, true. Yeah. So, so yeah, they're always very supportive to honest from the get-go, which was great. Definitely makes a difference. Yeah, 100%. That is so great to hear. Mm. So tell us then when you you were obviously in your own business and things were really happening and then you did a bit of work with a different company? Yeah, so I kind of still like the business was always still there, but I suppose I I I ended up taking a role up in Dublin just because I I kind of felt myself that there was like so there was kind of like gaps in my own um skills that I kind of wanted to work on and I felt like I wasn't really going to get that experience unless I went into maybe like an agency um or like you know something like that so I got a job for an agency up in Dublin um and they yeah it was great I loved it um I still kind of worked freelance like the odd time as well on the side I was doing um, a few bits here and there but for that kind of time I suppose I was mainly working like I was in my nine to five life in Dublin, but, um, but it was like, it was a fun nine to five. Like it was very creative. It was, um, it was a very, like, it was kind of a startup vibe. So everyone was new on my team. I was on the creative team and like, we couldn't have been with like a better bunch. Um, they, you know, I was a content creator and producer on the team. So we worked for a lot of, um, we created a lot of branded content and in-house content as well. Um, so the company I was in, like they owned different websites, um, kind of like well-known Irish ones. Um, so we do a lot of like 
uh, in-house content for like the sites, but also branded content. So like, you know, when you see stuff that's like sponsored by Heineken or whatever. So like we've created content for like Heineken, <laughs> Vodafone, um, Cadbury, oh God, there's so many like ESB, like loads of like big um, kind of brands. And like, I would have like produced the content for them. So like producing, like making everything happen, like, you know, writing scripts, <laughs> you know, directing on set, um, overseeing edits, things like that. So it was really, really good experience um, because I suppose I got, I got to, I suppose I got, to work with these types of brands and I got to work with like and even the websites themselves that that the agency oversaw were like quite big profile websites so like just getting that experience and like so there was like a lot of like um well-known people like influencers and musicians would come in you know like so I got kind of exposed to like a lot of big people which is great um and I really kind of honed in on my skills um I had like two great um managers at the time Cara Doyle and Jack Morley um and like we're still in touch the whole time but like oh they were like they taught me so much just um like I remember they were really hard on me at the start I was like what is their deal <laughs> but so since then we'd laugh about it because they're just like we knew you were amazing we just wanted to push you I was like okay so I feel like yeah the time there was like really really um really good and even you know I was doing everything from like producing podcasts video writing articles um and just like kind of I suppose it's like anything like if you're a creative it's like you're kind of honing like you know building your craft a bit which is kind of I think what that time was um yeah I'm gonna off on a tangent now because I I loved it (laughs) that's such a sure sign of like you were happy doing it like you said it was a nine Mm. to five but it was a fun nine to five you know yeah it was like obviously now don't get me wrong there's probably days we were all like what the hell like but for the most part it was good um and yeah it was just very good experience and I felt like I was I suppose I felt like I was like good at the job which I think makes such a difference like I actually felt like um okay like I actually am it kind of I suppose confirmed to me like okay yeah I am good at what I do because I'm working with these brands and these talented Mm -hmm. people and I'm not like left behind like I'm actually on par with them um so yeah so I think that built my confidence a lot there um and I got more confident even like with other things when I was there like um I always tell a story like I was really awkward like with like little things like talking about like money and because I had been working for myself and like I was probably getting underpaid that whole time (laughs) you know from clients like I just never knew what to charge and I'd always you know be asked to like show I'd be asked to like reduce rates and so I kind of just like lost confidence and like that side of things but then um when I was in this role I remember like I think it was my yearly review or something and you know I was like this is the time I'm gonna ask for a raise and I went in and um so I really awkwardly asked for a raise like it was awkward like I just had no clue like and I was just really awkward talking about it but then I remember um my boss Cara pulled me to the side afterwards and she was just like and she she like literally said she's like this is what you deserve to be paid don't like you know um be ashamed of asking for it and she said she's like the the three guys on your team came in and just said what they want mm. no like no explanations they were like this is what I want blah 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 and she's like you need to like 
you know be confident in yourself she's like you know you're talented blah 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 and you need to believe in that so I was like ever since then now I'm just like yeah <laughs> money yeah. and I don't and I don't care like but do you know, like little things like that like that you learn in these kind of jobs as well um which is invaluable to me because I feel like if I hadn't heard that I'd probably still be like undercharging and unsure of myself so well shout yeah. out to Tara unreal I know She's sick of me shouting her out. I shout her out. But fair play, because like you said, it's it's those moments that are so pivotal that can really mm. determine uh, you price setting now in your own company right now. Do you know? Because it's instilled that confidence. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and it's something as well that so many, I think. Um, I'll just speak as like women because I'm a woman, but so many women, especially, have so much. Um, difficulty talking about money um and you know and like I see people especially like younger women um and even like women like our age but especially women like just coming out of university like they're very it can be quite like unnerving to like talk about money and you almost feel like you're I don't know like insulting someone if you ask for too much or you just feel a bit like oh god I I could hardly ask for that and like you just downplay it a lot of the time um when that shouldn't be the case we should just be like you know asking for what we want and what we deserve and yeah it's just it's just a funny one yeah no and I think um what you're even what you're saying there is even making me think like I think being in Ireland that we are so careful to toe the line of not being entitled and yeah if we were to ask what we deserved or what we felt like we were worth in the workplace does that then make us entitled or, or greedy when really mm. it's the opposite we're just saying what we deserve and this is our price yeah I think it's kind of I think it, I, I do think it kind of goes back to like probably older generations um because like they'd be like oh who does she think she is you know, asking for that, or like, you know, and it's like, I think it does, I think it's a bit like that, it's like internalized it us, like, oh God, I couldn't, <laughs> but like, you can, you know what I mean, and like, like I see it the whole time, um, because I would like mentor freelancers as well, and I see it the whole time, like the mate, the biggest thing that a lot of them have is like, how much am I meant to charge, I'm not charging enough, how do I raise my prices, because if you know like they're if you're undervaluing yourself like you're just doing yourself a disservice because your confidence is going to be kind of knocked because mm. you're not getting paid for what you're worth so you're like oh god and then it's very hard to like get out of that um kind of pay bracket that you put yourself in you know um you need to just yeah you need to just be charging what you're worth and asking for what you deserve and you know not sell yourself short because we bring so much to the table that you can't downplay that like always ask for more <laughs> I think like don't don't um just think oh I'll go in now you know like if you're in a job offer or whatever don't be like oh I'll ask for 30,000 but like ask for 45 and then they might give you 40 do you, know what I mean? <laughs> you might as well just be bold with it and just ask for these things otherwise you're not going to get them and I think something as well to be careful of is when we're doing that, like let's say when we're not and we're keeping our mouth shut, there's an element mm. of people pleasing, right? And then what yeah. festers underneath, the layer underneath people pleasing, what festers is resentment. Mm -hmm. That yeah. People can become passive with one another 
or they can become a bit bitter or a bit kind of um hmm. negative in work because they're feeling like yeah. they're being um like like you said undersold or not undersold undervalued um mm-hmm. so yeah like there is like a people pleasing element i think with it as well with women you know yeah don't ask for too much and don't how do you yeah say? 100% yeah sorry yeah and i think yeah no 100% and i think yeah it's 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 kind of fear of i suppose yeah it's like you're trying to so like I was reading about people pleasing once and it's almost like you're trying to control the other person's like reaction to like you know it's just like you're trying to appease them so you're like oh I'll keep I'll just be nice and I'll and I'll just ask for this because I know that that's what they'll want me to say but like you know affect that like just ask for <laughs> what you want and like as well I think there's a, a big thing with like I know in free in the freelance world anyway in like great creative kind of industries there's a bit of like a scarcity mindset as well when it comes to pricing um so like you know you'd be like okay I'm just going to charge 100 euro even though it's worth 500 euro because if you know the client's budget's only 100 euro um I probably won't get any other client if I don't do it for 100 euro but like if you check you know if you're undercharging that you could have one client that's going to pay you the 500 euro instead of working for five clients that you know you have to like work your arse off like and it's just like that scares yeah and it's that scarcity mindset where it's like oh well if I don't say yes to this like I never I mightn't get the opportunity again but like instead you're better off to stick to your guns wait it out and wait for that kind of opportunity to come along like for example, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing it, but my sister um, got offered a job. She she actually just moved um, to Malta as well, where I am living. But she got offered a job lately. Um, she's on the job hunt, but she got offered a job like the first week here, which was like, wow, she got offered a job. But like they were offering her like, I think 10,000 less than she'd asked for. And I was like, do not take it. <laughs> like no under no circumstances because I said that I was like you're going to go in there and I work in you're going to feel resentment you are you know you're going to absolutely hate your life after like a week <laughs> so it's like don't um and I was like and it's already showing that they're undervaluing you like you asked for 10,000 more and they're coming back to you with that um you know and then there was like a bit of scarcity mindset set in with her she was like oh god but like what if I say no and then I don't get anything else and you know and it's this kind of story that we tell ourselves and I was like you will and it's like you're better off waiting it's better off having four weeks or something of not working and then getting the right offer than just jumping at one that is totally undervaluing yourself and like not you know in line with your boundaries or values um yeah went off on a tangent there Eilish <laughs> it's all valid though it's all really important stuff for us you know? yeah 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 I'm sure the listeners no, are getting something from it yeah so tell us then you're you're in that um big kind of media company in Dublin and then what mm. happens next so then um so I was in Dublin and like anything with my life so far I was like oh I don't like Dublin now <laughs> going to well at the same time I was going out I, I am still going out with my boyfriend and he we were kind of like long distance always in Dublin he was in Limerick um and kind of Belfast but then he was kind of settling back in Limerick so I was like oh do you know what I'm sick of doing this I want to like move back to Limerick and we were going to move in together and all of that um so 
yeah, I just made the move back home. I actually got offered, I'd gotten approached for a job. I got headhunted, Ailish, for a job. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah for a job in um, in Limerick. So I was like, okay, this is perfect. So, but the job was very, very different to what I had been doing. And I, but I was like, oh, look, pays well. Like it, it paid, like it was a good bit more than what I was earning at the time so I was like oh yeah grand so got paid really well um you know it seems like a bit of a cushy number to be honest um so I got offered that job and yeah moved home and yeah the job was basically like setting up um a network of like co-working spaces in the midwest which would be like Limerick Tip Clare um so yeah it was kind of a I suppose a it wasn't a stage run, kind of a stage run job-ish. <laughs> I won't name the names, but anyway, um, yeah, so I went into that for about nine months. Absolutely hated my life. Like, I hated it. It was just, I was, so I'd obviously come from a really creative background. Um, and I, that's why I was kind of brought in, I suppose, at the time, from, because I had this background and they wanted someone kind of a bit fresh and new to come in and do this and I don't think they were expecting how quickly I suppose I worked and how efficient I was (laughs) because it wouldn't really probably have been the norm in that industry um so I think I kind of rubbed a few people up the wrong way with that and yeah they made it very known (laughs) and um yeah so I I kind of I had a lot of my work done it was supposed to be like a two-year contract I had a lot of my work done within like six months um so yeah they kind of I got it was kind of getting the cold shoulder in there a bit so I was like do you know what now fuck this so I am I allowed to curse sorry <laughs> okay and um so I started I at the time I'd kind of stopped freelancing again but I started it up on the side while I was in there because I you know I was kind of I felt like I was being kind of pushed out a small bit um and I was like, do you know what now? While I'm having the cushy number, I'm going to get my own little thing up and running, do you know? So started that on the side. And then eventually I left. Um, I had kind of planned to stay a bit longer um, and kind of earn a bit more money. But I had actually gotten enough clients on the side that I could leave. So that's what I did. And that is where I am now. <laughs> so now I am like a year and a bit. I'm almost, yeah, two years in... November so a year and a half ish into my own business now which is going very well (laughs) yeah yeah so it was kind of a bit crazy so I was a bit of a a roller coaster to get here but we're here now (laughs) which is all that matters but isn't isn't that the spice of life right you know it would be boring otherwise it would be you know yeah 100% yeah but this is why you're on because I knew you had such a great story to tell and like you're learning how you you, you, you know you were in Limerick then Dubai Austin Dublin back to Limerick so talk <laughs> us through no I love it it did it, it, yeah it's come full circle so talk us through now what your business is, is about and what you mm-hmm. do with your clients yeah so um I originally started the business as I suppose kind of more so focused on content creation and consulting um the creative consulting um for clients and now it's kind of developed more into mainly focusing on web design and creative consulting so 
web design, I develop um, self-hosted websites for clients, which means like they're they're not like Shopify or Wix. They're built on WordPress, um, like really customizable um, and kind of like premium. And then I do creative consulting as well, which would be basically like kind of coming in short term and working with different clients. So doing things like brand appraisals, which would be like um they'd basically be like a really like in-depth overview of where a business is at at the moment in terms of like their digital presence so like looking at um their content social media website um offering like recommendations for all of those looking at their competitors um and seeing what they're doing and like learnings we can take from them and kind of putting a bit of a plan and a plan of action in place for them going forward um and then I can also help people with like social media strategies and content strategies and things like that. Um, yeah. And then I've also added a, a service as well since I started. Um, it kind of just developed from um, kind of just people like messaging me on Instagram and stuff because um, I don't even have like, many followers on Instagram. But I I just for some reason got a lot of freelancer followers who were, who were just asking me kind of questions a lot of the time, just you know, asking about like how to price you know just like different freelancer questions basically um so I started up a another service um I suppose it's under the heading BFF Academy which stands for bullshit free freelancing <laughs> um and I myself the first service under that would be the freelancer hotline so that is um a one-to-one kind of 90 minute mentoring call that I offer um and then they have like seven days of kind of support afterwards so basically the call is like used for like going over like two to three obstacles that that the freelancer might be like going through um and it's kind of aimed for early stage kind of service-based freelancers so people like you know, social media managers, virtual assistants, photographers, videographers, anyone that kind of offers services to kind of a client. Um, and that's kind of within that, you know, first year of them starting out. And yeah, so I love doing that. Um, and I'm launching a masterclass kind of course as well in the next, hopefully in April or May, <laughs> which is um, the BFF masterclass. And basically it's just taking kind of, you know a lot of the same questions are asked a lot of the time so I was like you know I'd rather kind of have it all in one place for people to kind of do self-paced um so it's like a four module kind of masterclass where we like look at everything from you know setting up your business um like your finances your business name getting your branding um set up how to market yourself how to define your services and price your services um how to find your first clients and then like even how to you know look after yourself and like be a good boss and all of that jazz um so yeah so hopefully that'll be out in like April or May fingers crossed <laughs> oh my god yeah. that's amazing girl congratulations on creating your own course thanks yeah. thank you thanks it's that's like it's taking so long <laughs> but it's it'll be worth it in the end I think it's just a very like it's one of those things you're like yeah I'll make a course and then you realize how much is involved in making a course <laughs> but um oh, but yeah I know I'm very excited to launch it yeah and tell us then of course you touched on it earlier where you're actually calling from oh yes so yeah back in oh last October so like six months ago almost um we moved to Malta yeah again I've moved again <laughs> Um, yeah, um, my boyfriend, he got offered a job over here and we, 
quickly decided I think we spent about three hours having coffees and um, on the couch in Limerick and we were like will we go won't we go and we kind of like named out all the pros and cons and then we were like feck it we'll go <laughs> so it was uh I suppose in the end it was it was very like rush decision like I think oh he only he got off the job and within like four weeks he had to move um and then I followed kind of a I followed with the dogs we have two dogs <laughs> um, a month later <laughs> so it was a bit hectic um but yeah so I've been here now like six months in Malta so it was great it wasn't a hard decision for me because I suppose that with my business now I can work from anywhere it doesn't really affect me overly much so I literally just had to pack the laptop and it was fine um but yeah I'm delighted so far so good anyway for enjoying it which is great sorry just to touch on that that is amazing just the way you said it that all you had to do is pack up the laptop like Mm, yeah it's just it's incredible isn't it yeah no it is it's like because it would have been a totally different story if like I had to go out now and try and find a job then I probably would have given it a bit more thought (laughs) but the fact is it's like oh look and I think the fact you know we had been like locked up for so long with COVID and we were both just a bit like I think we both just wanted like a bit of adventure and I think I was kind of missing that as well just like I loved like when I was younger as as you as I you know I like was going from place to place and stuff and I kind of missed that like oh it's exciting you know and I think like you know we had a nice life we were kind of in Limerick for probably about two years um and so we were properly like, settled and like my boyfriend bought the house we were living in so like you know on paper we were like set up <laughs> we're like you know stay here now in a few years we'll have kids get married you know it was like very like trajectory and we that's what we kind of thought was gonna happen and then he got off of this and we're like feck it let's just go and just give it a go and because we were like we either wait like here for a few years and you know or we can like go off on an adventure for a while and then figure it out and that's what we kind of decided to do um and I'm so happy we did because just even I suppose the one thing that we've kind of noticed here is like the lifestyle suits us a lot more um like we'd be very like we love you know having stuff to do like we love like going out for dinner and you know going for walks and things like that and in Ireland I suppose number one like the weather was always a bit shit <laughs> so like you know we were very limited on like what you could do especially in like winter time um outside and things like that and then I don't know like about the rest of the country but in Limerick like while I love Limerick it's not a very like it's a very like weekend everything revolves around the weekend there so like there's not a lot going on like midweek you know like if you went out if you went into town on a weekday there's not much atmosphere you know it can be kind of a bit dreary I suppose you could say I don't know that's awful to say but I don't know it's, it's probably the same in a lot of Irish towns unless you're kind of in Dublin or Galway um so that's kind of one thing and you know, we're, we're not like big like pub goers or anything like that like we just you know like going out exploring but like the, you need the bustling kind of place to be where there's there's something happening every night where you can have the option of doing things yeah yeah a bit like like you know like here um it's not even that it's bustling but like here we can go into like Valletta say the capital on like I don't know a Wednesday night and there's still just like there might be people like just sitting out having coffee on the street and you know it's just kind of this bit of like an atmosphere around I suppose like it's not like crazy atmosphere but um I don't know it just kind of suits us like we really we really like it like obviously like anywhere there's like pros and cons to 
places too do you know what I mean like it's kind of I think I was saying to you on the phone it's like Malta's well, a bit sometimes like Ireland 30 years ago like there's a lot of like construction here and um you know a lot of like road work it's like they're kind of it's like it's almost like there's a boom here like there's a lot of building and a lot of road works and a lot of noise pollution and things like that but um but at the same time then you kind of have you know a nice house for like probably a lot cheaper you'd never get a house that like we live in at home to rent um for the price or anything like that um you know we're like 10 minute drive from like everywhere because Malta's so small <laughs> so like your 10 minute drive to the beach your 10 minute drive to the city your 10 minute drive to everything um you know so there's a lot of like pros and cons that you kind of just have to take but I think it's like anywhere nowhere is like perfect um you know you probably find that same in like Dubai or same in Austin like there's pros and cons to everything yeah um yeah you have to take the good with the bad I feel you do you do and also like what you just said like there's there's no perfect location you're gonna have a trade-off with something you know and if there was a perfect location where everything was perfect it was a 10 out of 10 in every part we'd be there we'd all be there you know so 100 percent, yeah and I think a lot of people do kind of I just found like on like I joined like I never really have gone on reddit but I joined like a Maltese reddit thread just because like you know sometimes there's tips and stuff but like everyone does like just complains in it like just been like oh Malta's shit you know and like just complains and I'm just like why are you complaining like you know what I mean and it's like just don't like enjoy where you're living or like find things that you want to do or then go somewhere else (laughs) like you know what I mean it's just you're never going to have a perfect place like everywhere it does come with pros and cons like Joe I love Ireland I love elements of Ireland but I also don't like elements of Ireland and it's like you know and I think that's something that we as Irish people struggle with because we're because immigration is so in in our DNA yeah isn't it though like once we've left and then we Mm. are returning it's like we have I think sometimes we romanticize home and then 100 percent yeah and then when we're Mm. hitting the reality now I can't speak from experience because I haven't returned home yet but when people say that you're hit with the reality people get disappointed but then it's like yeah but like when when you're coming when you're leave let's say you're leaving Ireland and you're moving away there's also mm. a reality to that side of life as well. There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing perfect at all, really. You know, it's all no that you're willing to trade off. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, but like I definitely get that. Like with Ireland, I think it's hundred percent roasted into glasses. You know, and it's good because I have like my boyfriend Dean. Like you know, if we ever get a bit nostalgic, we're like, oh then we swiftly remind ourselves you know there's rain or there's you know so you know it's kind of I think it's just in those moments of homesickness sometimes you can kind of roast into it up a bit and I think I think in Ireland as well it's such like we have such like strong kind of like weird cultural things that you wouldn't get anywhere else you know like like random things like I was craving like black pudding like I was like I just want some black pudding and I was like I'm not gonna be able to get it and then my sister came over and she got me like three things of black pudding I was delighted we know like little things like that and now I'm kind of like I'm fine again <laughs> just, they're, they're like the little kind of home comforts I suppose you kind of miss yeah in your way do you know yeah. I get homesick when I see when I see things trending in Ireland where like the whole country comes together like let's say there's a rugby match or they're banding mm. together over like something like Oh, there was something on a few months ago. The, like I felt such FOMO of not being there for I can't even pause <laughs> now. It was so long ago. But there's just things like that that makes me homesick. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to be part of it. I'd love to be back home. You know? But, yeah. 
Yeah. I know. But then you have people then that like would love to be in our position. Is that do you know what I mean? So that's true. You can't really, yeah. You know. And the thing is, like, even here, like some people think, oh, Leah's living the high life in Malta. Half the time I'm sitting here in my pajamas working. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm not even doing anything exciting, you know. It's like it's just a funny kind of it's just a funny kind of way of thinking. Like everyone thinks, you know. Oh, look at her off and all. I'm like, I'm literally sitting here in my pajamas all week. I haven't left the house. <laughs> you know? Oh, no, I know. I know. It's it's funny how people, have, yeah, they have that perception. Remember those memes that went around years ago where it's like, what my parents think I do, what, yeah. what remember those, what my manager thinks. Yeah, I yeah. Those. Yeah, we'll have to make one of those for our expat travels. I um, know. So tell me, <clears throat> what does the future hold? For you with Leah Morgan creative director so um so I suppose one of the main things is I want to grow the business like hopefully now with the launch of this course that I'm putting out I kind of have in my head I'd like to eventually have like a lot of different kind of courses out there um you know for different elements of freelancing especially just because I suppose I feel back in the day when I first started out like I had no like resources there and you can kind of feel a bit lost and a bit on your own um and I think a lot of people are feeling like that especially now is like freelancing is becoming a lot more of a popular option for people um so I would really want as I like the titles and the name like bullshit free freelancing I kind of want to just take like any like shite out of it and, like make it very super simple for people you know it's not just sitting on a hammock in Bali like it's actually you know there's other things like you might just find yourself you might be isolated at home sitting there and kind of giving people like tools to kind of cope with that side of things as well um yeah so I I would like to grow that I suppose part of the business um also I'm yeah that is that's the main goal long term is to develop a suite of that um and then I'm also in the middle of studying for a master's in psychology because <laughs> I don't have enough going on. Um, so long term with that, I want to um, get into counselling. I want to then go on and probably do a PhD in counselling psychology wow. down the road. But that would be probably six, seven years time. <laughs> so long term that, which I suppose ties into kind of... Um, the kind of mentoring side as well and kind of yeah. helping people with that kind of side of things um but yeah that's long term like in terms of like I'm kind of funny like I've been with business goals I I've always kind of just gone with the flows like a bit like I don't really have like five ten years plan ever and I've never really and I think that's fine like I kind of just see like even like the thing like the freelancer hotline and stuff like I never thought that was not a goal at the start like at all that just kind of happened from speaking to people and kind of the demand kind of seemed to be there um then I was like oh we'll come up with three lines out like you know I never I just don't really I don't know I've just never had like five ten year plan if that makes sense and but what I, I like that though I like that because it you're yeah. and also I think it's important to like don't make yourself wrong for not having a plan. yeah no yeah yeah like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think um, we as a society 
as people, I know myself, I love planning. I freaking love Yeah, planning. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Now, don't mm-hmm. ask me to do lesson plans. Lesson plans are the bane of my life. But like planning <laughs> anything else, I do like I, I do love that. But like even listening to you, I'm like, sometimes we have to recognize that if you have the core principles, I only had this conversation with a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago. If you have mm. the core principles of knowing yourself really well, aligning yeah. your values and working really hard and knowing that you're, it's not going to be linear. It's going to be a roller coaster like your story has been. If yeah. you have the core principles, you will, you will be fine regardless of a plan. You know, if you have yeah. that determination and that, that work ethic, then, mm-hmm. it, and also I think what's even so lovely about your story there is how you're, you attracting your clients was giving you the, the new idea, the innovation of, oh, mm. answer hotline. So like, obviously you, how can I say this? Um, like it, it landed on your lap through the work that was coming to you so like that will continue that that flow yeah it's the flow state mm-hmm. right when you're in flow yeah like every mm. that's when you're in the vibe right and you're just aligned and everything continues to flow and like yeah sorry I'm yeah taking over now I don't mean to take over no no like I, I totally agree and like I think like you said that like having like core values like I always like rather than say like oh I'm in five years time I want this in my business I kind of more always think like in terms of like okay lifestyle and like what where I like how I want to be like living if that makes sense it's like, rather than sounding like a hippie <laughs> but like I'd always say like okay in like five years time like what would I like like I would love to be like I don't even know okay will I be living because people keep asking me oh you want to be living in Malta I'm like oh, I have no idea like I don't know <laughs> so like I always kind of like okay I'd like to you know live somewhere bit hot bit of a sun you know don't know where like I would like a bit of sunshine I'd probably want you know more dogs <laughs> I'd probably want to still be working for myself in some capacity to have like the freedom to be able to you know work you know my daily work is like I have the freedom to work whenever I want and the freedom to not really be lo- you know stuck to one location um so that's like something I would still strive for which I have now but I still strive for that in like five years time and you know probably like kids at some point maybe not five years but at some point and yeah like freedom and like kind of a simple life is like one thing I really strive for like I don't want any like I just want like simplicity (laughs) no kind of drama no like um work politics or nothing like that like it just kind of work that like is like fulfilling and it's not um draining and it kind of actually like energizes me as well and hopefully yeah, in five years time I'll be one year away hopefully from being qualified as a counseling psychologist so oh God, if I if I if I go straight into the PhD we'll see if I need a break or not but yeah so like that's it you never know what's gonna happen like so so I kind of just it's more just like yeah it's like think of the kind of lifestyle you want and I think everything else will kind of fall into place around that oh I love it I love it I love it <laughs> oh well do you know what I am so excited for you like Leah like there there's so much good happening in your life and in yeah in in Arabic you may have heard sure you you lived here there's a Arabic word mashallah like continue yeah that's it you know mashallah like 
it's just mm -hmm. oh it's amazing and like you're moved to Malta and you're you're in your own stride working your own business you've got clients building your master class your course you're doing your master's mm -hmm. you've got your little doggies you know I know oh. happy out <laughs> yeah. but also like letting people know listening like this this life is possible because you designed it right like yeah you can design your own life you can design the way you want to live a hundred percent yeah I think like I actually um I I think my sister has bought me like a journal or oh, like probably two years ago I think yeah it would have been like 20 the Christmas of 20 when did the COVID when the when did the COVID start 2019 I think they bought me it because 2020 was started up with yeah so I remember filling out this journal it was like a, a like goodbye 2019 hello 2020 journal or something um it's actually it's actually written by uh, an author I love called Selena Barker. Um, she's like a life coach and kind of a burnout coach. Um, but she has, she does the thing with her friend called Project Love and they develop these journals every year. Um, but basically the journal asks you like loads of reflective questions and all of this. And they're all about like designing a life you love. And like, you kind of almost have to like, think about, okay, what do I want? And like, what would my like ideal life be? And I remember that was like start of COVID. So like I had no, I hadn't even started. Um, I'd only kind of started my own business, I think then, um, just before that. So I remember saying like, I love to live in the sun. I want my dogs. I want, um, you know, and just kind of simple life. And, and that's kind of now what I have, which is kind of weird. Um, wow. But like it, it, you do just design it. And like, I even remember like me and Dean, my boyfriend, like even just during lockdown, <laughs> I signed up for this, um, Oh, like this newsletter which was all for like Italian property because we were like we want to live somewhere like Italy and like just live like slower kind of pace and all this and but at the same time we never thought we were going to because we had the house at home and you know we we're very like settled but every Thursday we sit down and like look at all the properties and we're like oh wow but now like I know we're not in Italy but like it's a similar lifestyle and like you know a similar yeah so we're like it's kind of like it just kind of I don't know about like manifesting but like you know it's like we kind of did you did yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird like it's kind of funny but yeah yeah and it just is it is kind of a, you know and like obviously you have to put in like work at you know like I worked my arse off like at the start when I first launched but now I suppose I've gotten it to a point where like with my business that I you know I used to offer say for example like social media management but I swiftly realized I do not like doing social media management so I kind of now at the stage where I don't have to offer that and I can just focus on services that I actually enjoy doing um you know so you do kind of have to work to get there but it is possible <laughs> I can do it anyone can <laughs> exactly no I oh yes. honestly it's everything about it is so good Okay, yeah. so Leah, we'll go into our quick fire round of questions. Oh gosh, I wrote notes, Ailish. <laughs> Just so I can keep on track. <laughs> you will, you will. It's not, you'll be fine. All right. Yeah. So Leah Morgan, creative director. Mm -hmm. What is the first thing okay. you notice about a person? So I had to think about this, and I think the first thing I notice is like someone's vibe which sounds so like oh I noticed their vibe but I actually do and it's like I never like look at I, I don't really look at like physical things as such like you know like I know my, my boyfriend always says oh he always looks at people's shoes I never look at someone's shoes or anything like that but I just find I 
I can read people quite easily like and I don't know it's kind of the first thing I'll notice is just like okay am I getting like good bad vibe off them like how am I feeling around them um that sounds very new agey but that is what I notice <laughs> and I, I notice very quickly if like someone's energy's off and I get a bit like oh and then I won't be as like open with them mm-hmm. um you it must- kind of dictates how I how I act back yeah yeah I think I am what's um, your sign I'm a Virgo oh have you got you must have some Scorpio in you what's your your moon and your um ascending. oh I don't know okay I'm gonna message you stuff okay I'm gonna oh my god please yeah. do I taught myself how to read tarot cards over COVID did you yeah <laughs> you did not oh my god that is class. I did yeah yeah I'm not very good like I still have to look up some stuff but um but I, I have done a lot of readings for friends and stuff and they've been quite accurate <laughs> How do you teach yourself that? That's mad. There's actually loads of, you literally just have to like learn the meanings and then it's kind of like, um, you kind of, yeah, you kind of just like use your your intuition, I suppose, to like decipher meanings then from them and like, you know, based on what you're feeling. <laughs> but there's lots of like online um, resources to like learn them. Yeah. We'll be messaging. That's, anyway, that was my very, like, I call it, like, they call me, my friends, like, slag me, they call me Mystic Morgan. <laughs> That's my Mystic Morgan answer. <laughs> oh, well, I like it, Mystic Morgan. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I know to survive. <laughs> no, I like the answer. I do. I, I'm putting my bet, though, there's definitely Scorpio in your chart somewhere because, Scor- like, I'm a Scorpio and Scorpios are very intuitive mm. and we're very, like, we're a water sign. So, water signs are very mm. and emotional. So um, okay. I put my money on you there. There's definitely some. Probably. Yeah. Sounds like a bit of me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, habits that improve your life. Um, so I think first off, I, I am very like strict with like my mornings. I, they're like very sacred to me. So I always give myself like an hour to an hour and a half every morning to myself. And if I don't have that to myself, I'm very like off for the day so like I'll try and start each day like I do like a meditation god I'm sounding like a second mystic Morgan the more I'm talking I'm like god maybe it's true <laughs> so like I'll do like a 10 minute meditation usually um then I'll I might do like a little bit of yoga we'll see depends what mood I'm in um have my coffee make I'll spend time making like a breakfast um even if I know like oh I've loads of stuff on for the day like I always have that hour to myself um then like little things then throughout the day like I'll take my dogs for a walk um they're all such like simple little things <laughs> take my dogs for a walk and like maybe do like a workout like I try and like move my body yeah. like in any way like one at least once a day so like whether it's a walk yoga a workout and like before I used to be very like strict on like go to the gym all this but now I'm just like once I just like move I'm more like move for like my mental health in that kind of way so um but yeah, like so I just like, kind of make sure I move in some way how you were saying they're all simple things but the simple things are the basics like they're the foundations mm. you know? yes they're yeah. simple, but they're actually like it's the simple things that matter you know oh 100 yeah and like I only kind of started like meditating probably like well maybe like probably like two years ago but oh it made such a difference like even just 10 minutes a day like honestly because I used to always think oh geez I could never meditate but I started and oh wow like it honestly and like it's not even about like 
like some days I'm like you could say I'm like shit I'm meditating in inverted commas because there isn't because my mind might be going 90 but they're probably like the days you actually need to do it and just try and calm yourself a little bit so yeah it'd be mine I like those habits I do I like those so what's on your bucket list um so on my bucket list um yeah these are kind of similar to my five-year plan that I had kind of written down so yeah become counseling psychologist at some point um also yeah just kind of I I I couldn't think of any like big bucket list things like like, I obviously want to like travel and things like that but like in terms like big bucket lists I think yeah like making sure I have like freedom simple life just like happy content I think they're like my main (laughs) bucket list like I honestly don't like have any big huge ones I think it's more just those little I like those because it shows that like you're it it goes into the next question how you're so grateful Mm. for things you know like yeah again though like it comes back to that simple things of like like to me you sound very happy where you are in life yeah yeah I am like for the most part I'm like content and just with those like, answers it definitely tells me that that you are very content with where yeah. you are, you're not really wanting yeah. for anything, you know yeah no I'm not like I don't know yeah. obviously you know like everyone always wants like all the stuff but I think I'm, yeah I just kind of want just simple life happy out <laughs> you know like we always say like I'd love like um I'd love like a villa in like Tuscany but like not for like not like a big huge thing, but like real quiet, like few little chickens hopping around, like you know, just happy out, <laughs> just oh. like <laughs> something like that. But you know, like real simple and kind of slow paced, and yeah, kind of. Oh my god, sounds like for a movie. That'd be the next thing we're making. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that? Thing? There is one under the Tuscan sun. Yeah. Oh, there like is actually, yeah, there is. Yeah. I actually don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, it's good. It's kind of cheesy, but it's good. Okay. Fun. Yeah. Um, so uh, this kind of comes into what we've been speaking about a lot, but what are you most grateful for in your life? So I have my list here. So I have my boyfriend, Dean, my dog, so I have Benji and Bo, my doggies, uh, my family, um, and then... I find those people um, being in a position to work for myself. I'm very grateful for that. Um, and kind of being able to live in a way that I want to live. So like, I'm not, you know, having to work in a job I hate or anything like that, that I'm actually able to, you know, have a bit of freedom. And, you know, I even had like the freedom to be able to like go back and start a master's because I am working for myself, which would, it would have been a lot more difficult if I was like, in a nine-to-five and things like that so yeah they're my what I'm grateful most grateful for <laughs> oh they're so nice that they're lovely things to be grateful for thanks <laughs> what kind of dogs do you have I have two border collies oh wow yeah one so Bo was um he's Dean's dog from like when Dean was younger they rescued him um, but he came to live with us and um in like the last kind of two years and then Benji, we adopted um, 
during lockdown he was a lockdown adopt adoptee <laughs> so um but yeah so he's he's like a, he's two and Bo is 12 so there's 10 years between them <laughs> wow and do we get along yeah, yeah yeah it took a while they're only kind of started getting on the past kind of probably probably since we came to Malta like they have kind of are in love with each other now like when they play the whole time um yeah I think I think kind of the trauma of the move just brought them together a bit more so but they're happy out yeah that's so good to hear okay Leah so a piece of content that you've consumed that has influenced a positive change in your life okay so I was like thinking about this and I was like oh god because I don't think there's like one piece I think oh I suppose the main I suppose like okay there's a few things so the first being I don't know is it a piece it's not really a piece of content but it's like something that has changed my life and had a positive influence is therapy number one and I think that's like a, a big thing for like I think most people would benefit from therapy even if you think they're you're totally fine there's always something that comes up but it's just good to kind of um to become like a lot very self-aware just to I find anyway I find it very beneficial and definitely that was like a turning point in my life when I started going there um then in terms of like kind of content um so like a quote that my two grannies used to always say was this two shall pass and I know it's kind of like it's kind of a very like popular quote but that is something I'd always like say to myself if something is kind of shit in the van I was like this two shall pass it'll <laughs> be fine um Joe, because it's kind of it's kind of just saying like don't sweat like small stuff that's coming up and you know it will pass and it will be fine even if it mightn't feel like it at the time um then two books that I found really kind of resonated sorry there's something beeping outside my window (laughs) I hope you can't hear it um so Selena Barker I mentioned her earlier she's like a life coach um and kind of a career coach she wrote a book on burnout um which was like amazing I was actually going through really bad burnout at the time um and I read this book and it was like life-changing so it's really good um and then there's another really good book by Oprah one of my faves and Dr Bruce Perry um he specializes in like childhood like trauma and kind of things like that and their book is called what happened to you um oh have you read it yeah it's really really good um and yeah it's basically kind of saying I guess was the whole idea of the book is instead of saying what's wrong with you like why are you acting like this it's asking like what happened to you because they're kind of saying any way that we are acting as adults usually is a result of something that happened to us in the past um which is quite interesting and I found I just found very like insightful and interesting yeah so they kind of be my a lot of different forms of content but they're kind of the ones I feel like sprang to mind the most and you can you can hear the team there like you can hear why you're in your master's of psychology because there's like mm. therapy the life coaching even the book yeah life coach you know um yeah and then reading the book on uh the trauma like there's a real theme there for sure yeah mm. yeah yeah I've always been like kind of fascinated in kind of the brain and how why we act the way we act and why people do what they do and yeah it's always intrigued me that's cool uh, you're you're a natural people person for sure <laughs> thank you yeah okay finally 
Leah, what mm-hmm. is your favorite song? So my favorite song, just because I never tire of listening to it, is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like it's one of those songs I literally listen to like I say I listen to it, like every day and I don't ever get tired by it. Um, yeah, so that is my f- number one. I have a lot of other kind of songs I like, but that's definitely the one I never ever tire of listening to, and I always sing along to it as well. Oh, that's a great choice! It's a great choice, yeah, yeah, great band as well. All right, there. Leah, you know what? It's been a dream a dream oh my god like it's just been so fab chatting to you it doesn't even feel like work thank you yeah yes. you're a breath of fresh air and I hope that people listening have felt inspired by your your journey and your adventures and your continued adventures and just please share with us now where we can find you on social media so you'll probably find me on Instagram um, at Leah Morgan Creative is my handle. Um, and my website is leahmorgan.ie. Oh, amazing. Okay. And I'll add in all the things you mentioned in the podcast. I'll put them in the notes for people. And we'll definitely get the links to the two uh, short films that you were part of. In- oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what was it the one about the moon? It will rise with the moon. It will rise with the moon. Yeah. Don't forget that. All right. Thank you again so so much. And yeah, wishing you the best of luck with the future endeavors. I'm so excited to see what comes up for you. It'll be so cool. Thanks, Ailish. Thanks for having me. Thank you.